Every thought that has ever been thought. 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 Hey, I'm Matt, and I wanted to tell you about Thoughtscape Comics, an anthology series written by me, featuring art from some of my favorite indie creators. In the pages of Thoughtscape Comics number one, these talented folks and I will be serving up sci-fi action, thrills, and chills in the tradition of 2000 AD, Black Mirror, and the Twilight Zone. And if this Kickstarter is successful, this issue and these stories are just the beginning. So, buckle up and join us for deep space action and intrigue, hard-boiled maximum mayhem, creepy android antics, mind-bending fever dreams, and much more. Back Thoughtscape Comics and spread the word. Thank you. Welcome back to the live stream of the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. I am your host, and my guest is Matt Mayer-Lowry. He is returning to the show, and we are chatting about the Kickstarter for an exciting new sci-fi anthology called Thoughtscape Comics. And uh, Matt, thanks a lot for taking the time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. So Thoughtscape Comics, uh, a couple things. One, the, the Kickstarter is live now. There's links in the in the video notes you can click on that also in the podcast uh show notes uh for you to click on that and check it out and basically it's a a sci-fi anthology comic book series and it's it's in the tradition of those uh classic sci-fi classics you know uh, uh black mirror 2000 ad uh, uh outer limits twilight zone you name it and that that really resonated with me almost immediately. Like, you know, uh, Matt, we, we got to know each other, uh, last year, year before last, when we were talking about your other project life formed. Um, so, so it was cool to uh, get back in touch with you on that, but I've, uh, sci-fi anthologies is something that that's very dear to me. Like, you know, some of my favorite memories are of, uh, watching a a trashy sci-fi and horror movies with, with my, with my grandmother. And I, I don't, uh, you know, kids, of the 80s might remember this, but uh, Columbia House Video had um, a variety of different uh, series, and you know she had um, she had uh, the original Star Trek, she had Twilight Zone, and she had Outer Limits. So yes. I was I, I was raised on those. So um, uh, again, I've I've got a pretty good appetite for uh, sci-fi anthology. So when you reached out and uh, wanted to talk about this project, I I couldn't have been more eager to jump awesome. on it. But uh, but I, I thought 
let's you know because every uh every podcaster live stream is somebody's first show why don't we wind the clocks back just a, a little bit and and very briefly uh you know kind of uh you know introduce yourself and kind of let folks know uh who you are what you're about and then let's uh let's let's really unpack and get into the meat of uh, thoughtscape comics because it's a cool project and I can't wait to talk about it. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I'm Matt Merrill Lowry. I, uh, my first published work was, uh, from dark horse was a series called life formed as a sort of YA sci-fi action adventure. We did two volumes of that for dark horse and we're, there's more of that written, but, uh, it's sort of a little bit on hold at this point, but yeah, I basically, uh, you know, went most of my life wanting to be a writer and uh, writing, but not really doing anything with the stuff I put out um, or the stuff I generated, I guess. Uh, and then decided as like middle age was looming that I should go for it and decided to put a comic together. And that is uh, the first thing I ended up putting together was Life Formed uh, with artist Cassie Anderson. Cassie and I met up and just kind of hit it off and that went really well. And then and after that, um, or I guess as that was concurrent to that, I was trying to do other projects and just trying to get better at, you know, they, a lot of times they'll tell you not to with comics, especially because getting one comic of an ind or, you know, one page of an indie comic done is, is a lot of work. And so people tell you, you know, not to like start with a giant project. Of course, I started with a giant project. Um, we got lucky and that turned out well because Cassie's great she was able to sort of run with my ideas, even when my ideas were maybe not put in the the best comic book shape for her to work with. Um, so I felt like a lot of the success of that project, especially initially, was due to her involvement. And so I wanted to really get better at making comics. And I started working on short stories and trying to get those produced. And it was uh, definitely a challenge, just finding collaborators, folks that, uh, you know, I guess basically had a, a sense of schedule that was similar to mine, uh, like interests that were similar to mine um, and that I just clicked with. And so kind of worked on that for a while um, and started seeing that there were like these threads that were running through those stories that were really similar. And that is sort of where uh, Thoughtscape sort of started to bubble to the surface, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I, in life form, those books were, uh, I started, we pitched that in 2014. Right. So that's been seven years, I guess, which is pretty wild. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where's that time go? I don't know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty crazy. So the first book of uh, Lifeform came out in 2017 and then the second one in 2019. And yeah. So and now Thoughtscape in 2021, I guess. And um, mm -hmm. that's uh, sort of where we're at. Gotcha. The Kickstarter campaign for uh, th the the first issue of Thoughtscape Comics is up and available now. There's uh, as of this recording, we're live on uh, Sunday, the 11th of April in 2021. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'm kind of curious where. I, I, I'm trying to I, I'm trying to think of how I how I want to phrase this because like like sure. I said I I've I've got an affinity for anthology type stories so you you had mentioned it 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 seems to me that that Thoughtscape Comics kind of came together 
as you encountered different creators and worked with different um, schedules. So yep. it, it almost sounds like the anthology aspect of it is coincidental. Um, did, did you um, intend this as an anthology or did it become an anthology just kind of due to the nature of the project? Right. So this and this it sort of came out of... I would say it was sort of organic because, you know, they, one of the things that I never quite understood was, especially seeing how much work it was to get comics created, was you work really hard to get a short story done. And then, especially if you don't necessarily have a big audience, which is the case with me, what do you do with that after you've done it? And and I did, and I was also at the same time I was pitching a lot of comics or ideas for comics to different publishers, and just feeling like I wasn't, you know, hitting the mark of what folks were wanting. And so I was trying to balance like this this notion of, well, I know I want to do these short stories to improve my craft. Uh, I know I want to actually also put stuff out because as i mentioned i'm you know not a spring chicken as we used to say um <laughs> and so i wanted to actually start building like a body of work and and figuring figure out a way to like bring these short stories to people that would be different than just you know posting it on a website or something because sure. and like you said like i am a child of the 80s i come from going to the comic shop every week uh when i was 10 or whatever and you know picking up books and so to me it's i i always want to like hold something in my hands um yeah, when i'm reading yeah. it it's just sort of it's too ephemeral or something with the uh, digital stuff so all that kind of came together as i was writing these stories and also seeing that there were a lot of really similar themes running across my stuff. Like my thing is sort of, you know, action mixed with sad, mopey sci-fi. That's sort of my, um, <laughs> where I, where I tend to end up. And yeah. so, um, I saw a lot of stuff happening that was the same. And after I wrote a couple of them, I realized that these could all sort of take place in a shared universe um that was you know extremely loosely shared the point of the point of it is not to have a bunch of continuity that really ties tightly together it's more that it's all thematically related and maybe there's like some shared stuff if i want to explore it and so that after i wrote a couple stories i was like oh these kind of all fit in the same realm of uh a twilight zone, a black mirror where there's like, Oh, there's, you know, maybe there's this company and this, this definitely yeah, comes from yeah. like the, uh, the old RoboCop alien blade runner set, you know, like, is there one company that kind of runs through this thing like a thread? Um, so I started like, okay, well, if all these, if all the tech is from this company with all these different, you know, uh, a big conglomerate yeah, yeah, yeah. subsidiaries and that kind of stuff. Um, so what is, what is that? And then I can play with that technology across different things, but each story could have a different tone, a different visual style, which was important to me. I wanted to really mix it up. And yeah, so it's sort of, it's sort of like start, I started seeing all the stuff that was actually tied together and realizing that the perfect way to not only have it be tied together, but have it be something that I could package was to put it all uh, into one thing. And then to your uh, Twilight Zone Outer Limits point, I had definitely uh, uh, five or six years ago, I didn't have access to that stuff somehow as a kid, or I didn't come across it. But um, I 
went in uh, hard about six or seven years ago and like kind of started discovering it all. And so that was very much in my head oh, as cool. something I was enjoying um, a ton. And same with 2000 AD. I didn't, I came to that uh, very late, but got sort of obsessed uh, with that. So I was just like, Oh, well, I could, I, what if I created my own, you know, little 2000 AD that I could just write stories for and find different folks to draw. And it was, uh, yeah. So it's sort of, sort of organic, I guess. And now like, you know, now that once it became that thing, I started thinking of how do I tie it together? What's it it look like and all that. So long-winded answer to your question, but, um, no, that's, (laughs) no, that's, that's, no, that, that's awesome. Cause yeah, it's, I, 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 I love hearing how projects come together in ways that, the, the creator might not have originally intended. Yeah. Like I, I, I like those. I kind of like that, you know, it's almost kind of like the, the, the Bob Ross happy accidents type of yes. thing, you know, yes. th- things kind of, kind of happen and come together for a reason. So uh, before, before we get into the actual stories, cause the, yeah. one of the things that you'd mentioned is that you wanted different visual styles. And that was one of the things that, that struck me immediately about Thoughtscape comics is that the, the designs are wild and just really cool, uh, crazy, cool, uh, high concept sci-fi mm-hmm. and, and they don't look, alike you yeah. know and and i thought that was really neat but um before before we kind of uh dig deeper under the hood of you know the individual uh stories and and get to know some of the artists and other creators you're working with um why uh why kickstarter what uh, uh what what enticed you to this platform as opposed to other uh styles of uh publishing there out there yeah i i i basically sort of saw a lot happening on Kickstarter in terms of people being able to build an audience. Mm -hmm. And I guess I, I sort of exist in a place just creatively where I'm happy to just do the, like make the comics. And if it was, if that was all I did, I'd be okay with that. But I felt like the caliber of talent that I was working with deserved uh like all those people deserved to to have their work out there as much as possible and i wouldn't mind having more of an audience if if that was doable and it seemed like kickstarter was really sort of just taken off for a lot of folks um some of the folks that are part of thoughtscape have done successful kickstarters and i was i was really reluctant though like it took i i talked myself into it over the course of about three or four months just because my wife had been, uh, had participated in one as um, a long time ago. And like, I'd just seen the vault, I'd seen the amount of work it was. And I've, uh, uh, you know, I've got a day job. And so it was, um, I was just like, well, you know, my day job kind of gives me the luxury to get the comics created in terms of paying artists. But uh, how do we get this thing out there and get folks to see it and maybe, you know, build some momentum for it. So it's more than just, uh, you know, my friends and, you know, 20 other folks or something that are reading this thing. Uh, so that was, that was sort of the main thing, um, was just to see if we could build some momentum and kind of, I guess, see what happened. Cause I saw a lot of, you know, yeah. varying effects. Uh, or I saw a lot of folks getting, ex- being extremely successful. Other folks that I thought had great projects, not quite making it. Ultimately, I talked myself into the notion that I had to give it a shot. And if it, if it didn't work, then I'll just put it out on my website as I can, as, as I can afford to. Yeah. But, um, but if I can, 
you know, if we can generate some heat and get it out there and um, get folks into it and and get get it onto uh, sort of a regular schedule. Like that's the other thing that I would like to do. Have it be in my head. It's probably quarterly is what is makes the most sense, but I'd love to be able to do it every other month or something. Mm -hmm. So like what's actually viable in this current, um, absolutely wild comics market. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to know what to do. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and honestly that that's part of the reason why I ask because we're we're in a really weird space. I mean, even you, I, I, I I'm reluctant to say putting the pandemic aside as a qualifier, but yeah. even be, even before the pandemic, we were kind of in a in a weird space in kind of the overall comics landscape in terms of uh, uh, distribution and getting your stuff out there. And, you know, I mean, not to go on a, a distribution tangent, but even like, you know, look, look at the, the stuff that the big publishers are doing, you know, like, like yeah. in terms of like uh, splitting off from Diamond. And I mean, I mean, that's that that's a whole nother thing for a different day. But it, it, it tells me that there's already inherent challenges and through this podcast and getting to know a lot of cool independent creators, I see more and more folks embracing uh, crowdfunding platforms, whether it be Kickstarter or Indiegogo or any number of other uh, crowdfunders. And it's starting to feel to me as somebody that's a fan of my friends, this kind of almost in a way feels like a, almost like a on-demand platform. Like, yeah. like, like, you know, I want to support my homies and, uh, you know, help them, you know, make, make their, 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 uh, you know, creative dreams come true and get a, tangible item like you know my my uh, favorite thing about supporting uh crowdfunding campaigns is is getting something yeah. you know and just uh, you know having that 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 tangible item to hold on to but yeah i i guess i guess that's that's um kind of the the trajectory i was thinking is like you know is is this a you know audience building opportunity is it you know an opportunity to connect more directly with fans like you know yeah. I, I see I, I see a lot of folks you know using uh, a patreon or, or uh, coffee or you know any you know it, it seems like there, there's so many platforms out there where there's a a, a one-to-one connection uh, with fans that I don't know if we had a couple years ago. And I yeah. think that, you know, now that kind of like we're in the, uh, I, I don't know, I either, either the top of the crest or the crest is just a, a point yeah. over us <laughs> with, with, with regards to uh, the pandemic. I, I see like, a lot of those old models of like, oh man, I, you know, I really want to, you know, I want to have like a creator owned book through image or yeah. like, I want to create a character for Marvel or, you know, it, it just seems like a lot of those uh, models, like so many others that, that we've seen over the past year are kind of starting to become outdated a bit. Yeah. Um, you, you're, you're more connected to that, that scene than I am. Is there, is there any truth to that or am I just being a, um, a, a gonzo podcaster with all these <laughs> observations? No, I mean, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, it's, 
I think that there's there are a ton of folks who want to make comics, um, and there's there's a you know taking those old paths is it's a it's a limited you're limited by it, and you're limited you know based on my experience with life formed, yeah. you've got to really like, even once you get published um, by a publisher of note, it's still a lot of work and it's not necessarily going to lead to, you know, anything in terms of like success as far as we rank success. Of course, it's a success yeah, just yeah. to get the book out done and out there. But, but if you want to, yeah, I think like if you want to build the audience, you know, I kind of keep thinking like, what's, what is a publisher now? Because it's, you, you know, I've, I've gotten, I've been looking into printing options for Thoughtscape because I want to make sure it's super cool. And I wanted to uh, get a variety of, you know, uh, samples and stuff to look at and see what I really wanted to do. And there's just, there's so many options now for just do doing this yourself. And so it really, I think makes you evaluate like, what's that publisher going to do for me? Cause I know, I mean, we yeah. know just from looking at Twitter, like all those creators are doing their own publicity for the most part, uh, even on like Marvel books. Yeah. So it's, if you're going to do that, if you have to do that and you can control it all yourself and print it, I'm sure there's people who just don't want to deal with that aspect, the logistics aspect. I'm not Mm -hmm. dying to, but, um, but I can do it. So yeah. Yeah. If if you, yeah, I mean, if you want to get your stuff out there and you want to have control over it and you want it to look like you want it to look, I think that, there the path now i i guess why not just do it yourself and i think there's a lot of folks on kickstarter that are proving this all the time to great effect and it's it's easy to get distributed now basically if you do you know if you go through kickstarter you can use you can use a service to handle all your orders if you want to but uh yeah it just seems like why not just kind of take it all into your hands and then and then you can just for me, it's a lot about just guaranteeing that I can continue to make stuff and not be held up for, I don't know, like you throw a pitch across the email, right? And like, you might not hear back for three months if right. you ever hear back at all. And it's, you know, chances are it's going to be a no just because of the odds of mm-hmm. things. And and that can be super frustrating if you're putting together, you know, six or seven pages of a comic to pitch it. And then you just have six or seven pages of a comic. And what do you do? You know, what do you do then if you if nobody wants to pick it up? So I think at the indie comics level and like at least for me at the indie comics level at the at the sort of what does a publisher bring uh, as a benefit to me? I I don't know if I've seen enough to have it be something that I want to give control to other people that much of. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, so. that totally makes sense. I mean, cause like, you know, I, I'm just thinking through my, my peer group and folks that I've gotten to know, it's like, I've, you know, I have, uh, uh friends that are novelists. I have friends that are uh, musicians, comic creators, and I see parallel convergences in that the tools that we have now it's it's never been a better time to be a DIY artist. I mean, yeah. there, there's I mean, there, there's there's just so much out there. I mean, like you're talking about, you know, the the cool uh, things that that Kickstarter, uh, you know, kind of helps and, and provides with. But I, I've also 
think that folks kind of forget or not forget or, or might not appreciate how difficult it really is to get something quote unquote published. Like, uh, you know, I, I've had friends pitch comics. I've had friends that, you know, are, are trying to, uh, you know, get novels published and it's, it's not an easy path for those more traditional paths. So that's why I like to, to kind of like do these types of spotlights and kind of say, it's like, you know, if you've got an idea, go do something there there's i mean there there's uh you know it's you know it's not the 80s anymore where you're necessarily like you know self-publishing your own zines and getting on your your bmx bike and going to the comic shop (laughs) and say hey man could you throw this on your shelf The, the the models are a little different but really the uh the spirit is still kind of the same i i i would say Totally. Like I, I was just thinking about this today. Like I was in bands for a long time. I was in bands in high school and college and we, um, we sent out our tapes, you know, in college and got, yeah, yeah, and we actually exactly. got, we got a letter back from Joe Biafra from the dead Kennedys. Okay. Um, when we sent it, we sent a tape to alternative tentacles, his, their label and, uh, that they created. And he was, and back then, like he, in his letter back to us, they was like, wasn't going to put us out, but encouraged us to do all the stuff you're just talking about. Like, yeah, do, do your thing, distribute it yourself, build up an audience. Once you built up an audience, get back in touch and maybe they could be your distributor, you know, all this kind of uh, like basically laying the groundwork. So I think it's super similar to, to that eighties DIY aesthetic uh, sort of punk rock thing. And it's um, but now you can do it with a level of quality. That's just, you know, uh, it can be whatever you want. If you want it to be lo-fi, it can be lo-fi. If you want to be like high fidelity and super, super glossy you can take that route so it's uh yeah it really does seem like you know it's the best it's the best time right like we used to chain vcrs together to you know edit videos and stuff and now it's like you know you're throwing together you know uh, movie quality trailers on your laptop and uh you know it's just yeah, it's yeah, crazy. That, that you shoot on your phone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. I mean, there, I mean, there, there's a, between software and technology, you can make a movie on your iPhone. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 it's, it's just wild. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean, I and I think the this year of pandemic has you know kind of really gotten folks to to kind of reconsider some of those old models and it's like because i mean like how many people took up baking or found new hobbies or you know it just just found all this whole new set of skills i'm going way off into a a different tangent but um but yeah it's it's just interesting that that uh you know more and more folks are finding that that self-empowerment that that perhaps they might not have had a year ago yeah i mean like i i knew the way that i work and not everybody is different but i knew for me that if i if this took a year if the whole pandemic thing took a year or more and i didn't do something that i would be filled with self-loathing and so i felt like i i've already got these stories rolling it's the perfect time to like you know take this and really try to make something of it because we can't leave our houses uh very much so um 
there's a lot of extra time and and you know why not it was the perfect time to go for it and stretch a little bit and see what you could accomplish so i think it's uh it seems like it's done that for a lot of people and that's i think that's a good a positive to take out of all this so yeah absolutely absolutely and uh and we are talking with matt mayor lowry he is the uh writer and creator of thoughtscape comics the uh kickstarter for the first issue of that new sci-fi anthology is now up on kickstarter there's still 20 something days uh left to back the project uh we're we're gonna chat about you know some of the uh rewards and other bonus packages you know we talked about stuff you know tangible yeah. uh objects earlier we're uh, uh we'll talk about that in a few but i i would really like to spend the the next little bit talking about the uh the actual stories because you know we we had uh we had talked earlier that you know there's uh there's there's a variety of artists each has its own signature flavor and distinctive look um so i i thought um yeah let's let's kind of get into you know uh you know some of these cool collaborators uh that that you're working with and talk about some of these stories and yeah. uh starting with uh the i i think like one of the um for for some reason maybe it was just in the in the images that you tweeted but like you know the uh the images of uh thoughtscape 2319 just yeah. just really just really kind of one it's like oh this is what this this project is about you know just kind of yeah. like again kind of like that 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 eclectic uh, sci-fi type uh type vibe so let's uh, um so let, let's just start there and, cool. and 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 then work our way through. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, so that that art that you're talking about, the amazing art of uh, twenty Thoughtscape twenty three nineteen, is by Dave Law, who is um, an artist and co creator on a on that story. And um, I found him, or I met him at Rose City Comic Con several years back. Um, he was tabling for his book uh, with Chris Calzia uh, called The Space Auditorium, which is a fantastic thing that folks should uh, should check out. So I kind of fell in love with his work in that. And then my time gets, my timeline gets messed up here because of, <laughs> of the pandemic. But I understand. The, the last, the last Rose City, which was 2019, right? Is that right? I think so. Uh, yes, yes, that's correct. Okay. okay. So we got to hang out a little bit and uh, and that got me thinking, oh, like what I should maybe work, maybe see if Dave wants to work on something. I had also been kicking around the vague notion of Thoughtscape 2319 is that in the far future, uh, a corporation has figured out how to record and basically monetize all the thoughts that have ever been thought by anybody. They basically access a dimension, fifth dimension, where all these, every thought that ever has been thought exists. And mm -hmm. so they figured out how to collect these, record them, monetize them, all that. So this story is basically about a thought collection officer who goes around in a spaceship to different um, recording stations and collects these thoughts and brings them back to base and stuff goes wrong as it does in deep space when you uh, have space stations and spaceships. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is definitely in the like alien, uh, alien influence zone. And it's Dave's art is, uh, 
he works traditionally up through the inks and then does like a watercolor style for coloring or does actual watercolors for coloring. Um, and then also takes it into Photoshop and does a lot of manipulation there. And so what you end up with is something just super unique and cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, you can kind of describe it as watercolor, but then when you really look at it and when he puts all the effects in, it's just uh, a whole nother thing entirely. So yeah, so that's, I think uh, that's for folks who want their sort of deep space action, uh, dark sci-fi business. There'll be some space demons and that kind of thing in there (laughs) and some conspiracies and all that business. Um, And that's sort of like the, uh, you were saying it like, it's sort of like the flagship uh, title, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a, you know, a judge dread as judge dread is to 2000 AD. um, Yeah. This is to, uh, Thoughtscape 2319 is to Thoughtscape Comics. So, yeah, so that's, uh, I think, a lot of fun. And the character in there is uh, named Odessa Query, and she has been a lot of fun to write. Dave did amazing designs, um, as he always does uh, for her and for all the other characters. And that's sort of set up as a world that we could just run with. If uh, if we have our way with it, we could just keep going on that forever. I've got tons and tons of ideas for to take that to take her on uh you know her journey so uh, yeah yeah and that, yeah that's awesome she she's sassy too like yeah. you know i i've seen uh you know a, a couple of samples of the preview art which uh, again you could check out on the kickstarter page for uh thoughtscape comics there's uh there's art samples of all of the uh stories that that we're chatting about now but yeah i uh i i think that's going to be a fun one and that's so so that's kind of like, like you said, kind of the flagship, kind of the the Judge Dread, if if yeah. you will, kind of a kind of an ongoing serial uh, totally. um, uh, type thing. So next, let's uh, let's talk about um, a spy without a face, and okay. th- this one really struck me because, like, I, um, I I just I just love the 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 tactical design of the characters. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm a GI I'm a GI Joe fan. Yeah. I you know so like I I like uh just that 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 sci-fi tactical look um so that that character design as well as as well as the colors you know you've got uh you know the 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 kind of magenta synthwave hues uh there uh but yeah let's uh so let's let's talk about this uh uh this kind of self-contained story about this uh this group of space assassins yes so basically um this this story started off as this is drawn drawn by tyrell cannon um, who has done uh, had a really successful Kickstarter with Aubrey Sitterson, um, speaking of G.I. Joe, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, called uh, Beef Bros. And this is the second story that I've worked on with Tyrell. Um, the first one's going to appear later on in Thoughtscape, or you can buy a one-off of that with uh, this first Kickstarter. But, uh, but this story is basically... I just uh, Tyrell is a like master of action. He would be an amazing like if he drew GI Joe. It would be, be uh, I I would buy cool. that in yeah. an instant. I mean, I, I, again, uh, it's very dynamic. Yeah, I hadn't <laughs> thought about that before, but damn, that would be really cool. Yeah, so he uh, I was working with him already. I'd come across his stuff and really loved it. And then right in the middle of the first story we were working on, he did a Doom uh, tribute comic for Inktober, and I oh. this this must have been. 2018 okay maybe like i said my time my time tracking is horrible but so that was called idkfa and that was um 
like he just did he did a page every day for uh for inktober i think or something something roughly like that and it was just like incredible you know all out action crazy you know uh, some first person shooter rendered violence some just big sweeping panoramas and the story i was working with him on i was really loving but it was kind of more of like a weird quiet story and i was like oh i need to write something that's this yeah, uh yeah and so i was i just yeah, I was just like, hey, can I just draw or can I just do like a, a story <laughs> that's um, like 10 pages of, of you that's basically just an excuse for a bunch of Tyrell action and he was into it. And so, yeah, so he did that great design for the assassins. And then we've got um, it's basically these assassins crash in and get more than they bargained for when they go in to take out this uh take this lab out and so the cover is amazing and has all that synth wave stuff in it um and then i really love how tyrell's stuff looks just in black and white and uh toned and so the yeah. inner art is uh is all black and white in a very sort of like i don't know 80s indie explosion sort of way and uh yeah it's a lot of fun i think and i basically the writing in that one pretty much consists of me just trying to do sort of you know my best frank miller um wannabe impersonation uh you know sin city or um something like that just yeah, a lot yeah. of hard-boiled uh hard-boiled purple prose nonsense um but it's a, a ton of fun i think to write um definitely a ton of fun to write hopefully fun to read too yeah. and uh yeah so that one's uh just your sort of all-out actioner for the first issue so that that's killer i i'm i'm especially looking forward to that but you know, so sci-fi anthologies are, you know, you'll have like your hard sci-fi, you'll have your action, but I, I think the, the next story we're going to talk about, um, Adorable Orphans, I, I love that it's a complete tonal shift from the, the other uh, two stories that we were just talking about. Yeah. So yeah, let's, uh, let, let's get into that a little bit. Yeah, sure. So that's uh, Adorable Orphans is drawn by Lisa Nafziger, who um, has a really cool, like in, especially bumping this up against a spy without a face. It's, it's a big contrast. And like, we're going to go from that black and white uh, indie comic art to a really poppy sort of cartooning style mm -hmm. that Lisa's got. And uh yeah really really bright colors um mm -hmm. for this story about some android dolls uh in the spirit of the american girl dolls that um sort of go rogue and and some interesting stuff happens and yeah so it's uh that one's pretty much built you know around like a little a little bit of the twist um but i think it's it, it, i wanted to have some you know, I guess if I can do comedy, I can probably do dark comedy only. So I, um, I, totally <laughs> into that. I mean, and I've that, read life formed. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, yeah. and, uh, yeah, Ka uh, Lisa's actually like best friends with Cassie. Um, that's how I met, uh, okay. Lisa was, uh they were tape like before we did life formed, maybe when we'd started, um, but didn't, you know, uh, it hadn't been published or anything. Uh, Lisa and Cassie were tabling together at Rose City, and I picked up some of Lisa's work at that show and always really dug it. And when the story came into my head, I thought the most fun way to present it would be with uh, with some art that really had that that you didn't expect it to go where it goes, I guess, uh, necessarily yeah. just by looking at the art. So, yeah. 
Well, you beat me to it. I, I was going to say with the art, it's kind of uh, disarming. I'm sure, kind yes. of, kind of intentionally. It, it, you know, has a very, you know, YA feel. It looks, it looks very friendly. Yeah. But, but again, looking at the at the preview art and reading some of that dialogue, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. The- <laughs> yes yeah we, uh, uh, yeah as one as one of my like somebody i gave the whole thing to to read it's like there's a lot of uh there's a lot of swearing in this comic yeah i guess i guess that's true but uh, it looks cute when it's rendered by this uh you know in the style so <laughs> Yep. And, and, and and I love stuff like that too because it, it kind of you know kind of subverts your expectations a little bit and you know I I think that style is perfect for that type of story you know you yeah. you you know we're we're talking about you know childhood toys and so you know I I I think that's a um a, that, that's a perfect tone I I'm really excited uh to check out that story as well nice. and so let's touch on what I think is going to be one of the uh, uh the other cool new characters we're going to get to uh meet during the run of Thoughtscape Comics. And I, I'm really excited by this because like oh, nice. I got I, I got like some you know serious uh uh Bill Sinkevich vibes, some Blade Runner vibes. Uh let's uh let's talk about Dash Varick. Yeah, for sure. So Dash Varick is the main character in uh the story we're calling Ex Post Facto a Dash Varick Misadventure. This uh, is drawn, uh, drawn is the wrong term. This, this is by Carl Solminski, basically, yeah, uh, yeah. Art, art wise. Carl uses sort of every tool in the toolbox on this thing um, to great effect. Uh, so there's some straight up just black and white rendered uh, traditional work um, through watercolor through, I don't, I don't even know what all he's got going on. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of mixed media for a sure. A lot of mixed media. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, totally in the like, like Ralph Stedman, Bill Sienkiewicz, uh Frank Miller, uh, Electra type of mode. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. This started off as like my, I was writing, I was kind of just coming up with these little screeds every once in a while that I was putting into my notes app yeah. um, about a year ago. And this was at the same time I had discovered Carl's art on Instagram or Twitter. I can't remember which. And was just really digging it and saw that he knew some people that I knew like, you know, or new in the comics way, social media style. And uh, so I just kind of kept following his stuff. And then I started wondering if I could turn these screeds into some kind of story. And I was also watching, uh, rewatching Twin Peaks from uh, front to back um, again. Yeah, And uh, it was sort of my my salve uh, during the first part of the pandemic. And... So there's, so basically, yeah, we basically got a guy who is maybe traveling through time, maybe traveling across dimensions, uh, maybe not. Um, maybe this is all in his head. It's that sort of uh, that sort of tale. We'll learn more about him as we go. But I'm also a little bit with this one kind of. I mean, I know I know how or all four parts of this are written, but it's basically a little bit of this one is some discovery along the way because of what Carl brings so much to it that. You know, after I got the first 
uh, the art for the first part back from him. I was like, Oh, I got to rewrite the second part. Cause I can, I can be better. Like I, I if he's going to be this good, then I need to like, uh, yeah. level up and I want to give him crazier stuff to draw. I want to like, really like, uh, really push it into a different zone. Cause he, he took my script and, you know, I had panel descriptions and layouts and stuff. And he kind of, I, I basically said like, I don't, you don't need to follow this. Just, you know, do whatever you want to do. I just want the, you know, I want the dialogue to be there and I want it to be vaguely what is on the, you know, on I've written on the page and he just ran with it. And, you know, all, all the folks on this stuff like exceeded my expectations and definitely exceeded what I had written down. And this was definitely the case. So, yeah. So I like, I love part one of that story. I'm like, I'm really excited to see him draw part two because I just went, uh, I went back and tried to, you know, increase the Gonzo by about 25% at least. So I hope I did that and uh, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I I was, I was talking to somebody who kind of described it as uh, like if, if Dr. Who was David Lynch. And I think like that's sort of, uh, yeah, that's a good take too. I like what you were talking about also. Mm-hmm. Like it's, um, it's basically a place where anything can happen and it's fun yeah. to have a fun to have a world or a piece of this world where absolutely there's no guide guardrails, you know, um, can just be whatever. So, yeah, that, that, that's super cool. I, I know, uh, there's, uh, a lot of folks that are super into the more, uh, surreal aspect of of hard sci-fi and i feel like this this book uh, thoughtscape comics kind of gives a little bit of various aspects of the sci-fi spectrum like you've yeah. got you've got hard action but you've also got you know a, a thought-provoking uh surrealism and it's 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 a well-crafted anthology i know that's not exactly the way you intended it but now that it's here yeah. it's i mean it, it it's a really cool mix of stories that i think uh folks are are really really gonna dig uh i want to let everybody know that there are are um, I'm gesturing to my screen that nobody oh, can see <laughs> just off camera here, <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean no. There's there's great previews of all of the stories that we've been talking about, and I I wanted to take the time and and go through uh, some of those because like it's the um, page for the kickstarter for thoughtscape comics is is robust there's there's a lot of cool folks there um a lot of cool things there for for folks to check out but what i found is like you know kind of like in this new kind of video scape that we found ourselves Mm -hmm. in with regards to like podcasting and things like that i love talking about stuff and i think what somebody might read might not resonate as hard as uh hearing folks that are passionate about it talking about it so that's that, that that's kind of why i wanted to you know kind of take us uh, uh for a longer walk around the block yeah. to uh talk about those really cool um incredible stories and and the awesome creators behind them as well yeah for sure and i, I before i've uh, miss it. Um, the cover also on the first issue is by Jenna Cha, who um, came up with a really striking uh, black and white image for the front cover that um, is done in with uh, thought and style that only she can bring to stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, super happy about that. And she's, uh, yeah, she's been doing stuff for Vault Comics for a while um, and uh, for Razor Blades magazine. Um, so okay. yeah, super stoked to um, be able to have her involved um and produce something that i think like 
if it was sitting on the shelves or sitting on a table at a con that it would uh, sort of stop you in your tracks um, yeah. in both its style and its uh, content. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think you've accomplished that. It's like, I mean, you've, uh, you've, uh, um, you hit the Twitter hard with, yeah. uh, with, with, I mean, and, and I think, I think it's great because like, I think folks have gotten, you know, a really good flavor and perspective of what Thoughtscape Comics is. But yeah, that, that's the image that keeps sticking with me is the, is, cool. is that cover because it's just, you know, it's, it's a, it, it's, it's a little disturbing. It's yeah. attention grabbing. And I, I think really captures the the feel of what this first issue of uh, Thoughtscape Comics would be. Now, before uh, uh, you know, before we go through uh, the uh, the available rewards, pretty quick because there, there's a couple yeah. things we want want to highlight to folks. Um, totally. So you so this uh, this Kickstarter is for the first issue, um, yes. and and yeah. would con- and contains the stories that that we just um, discussed. If uh, if this uh, project is successfully funded, what's uh, what what's the future? of uh of thoughtscape comics look like because you'd mentioned you have some stuff written um but yeah i was just wondering if we could uh kind of talk about the future uh for yeah for sure yeah so i've got i didn't want to get this rolling i didn't want to like start the ball rolling on this without having a plan because that's what i like to do whether i need (laughs) one or not um so i have stories for the first um first four issues are either underway or complete and so folks involved in some of those stories are uh jacob edgar um who has drawn stuff for boom he's working on like a john carter thing right now i think um, oh cool he's got a super super classic uh kind of bruce tim style almost that is wonderful so his story uh with colors by leslie atlansky um is done uh for the second issue i've got another ish- story with uh, tyrell that is all taking or all ready to go and then i've got uh, jeremy brooks on a, a pretty crazy story about uh, sort of a culinary horror story for later on. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's a bunch, we've got uh, it, yeah, the, the gamut will continue to sort of widen in terms of like, what's the, uh, what's a, what, what can make it in here? Um, I guess we'll, we'll I keep, love it. keep, keep widening the, uh, what can get in and um, sort of the scope, I guess. Um, sure. Yeah. So we've got, uh, a lot of that stuff um, already underway. Uh, and my plan is, my hope is that if we can fund this, then we can start, I'll sort of consider June, July to be the the launch date for the actual publication. And then we'll try to go quarterly after that. I don't know I'll have to see what happens with the Kickstarter. If that means that there's another quarterly Kickstarter seem like a lot. Uh, yeah. Um, and so a lot for, it seems like a lot for everybody, for me, for everybody else, for my Twitter feed. But uh, I think yeah, I'll just need to see what kind of see how the campaign wraps up and see how things bear out financially. A lot of this is like, at least for me, I have to just try it and see what happens in order to know if I want to continue to do it. And if my, um, you know, if all my money math was right and all that kind of stuff. So I do my best, but I'm not a mathematician by any stretch. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, I'm going to definitely like, 
even if, even if all that happens is we fund this first issue and it gets out there, the next four issues will, or the next three issues at least, will materialize in some way, whether that's on my website or in Kickstarters. Uh, so I kind of need to just sort of examine that when we're done. But but yeah, I I'm gonna. I've got plans to do at least four. I've spent the, um, the money has been spent on the art um, to do at least four. So we're going to, we'll get those out there no matter what. And then, and then my hope is to do at least eight, which would wrap up the first arc of um, the, of Thoughtscape 2319. And okay. so, yeah, that, and the Dash story is set for four issues right now, mm-hmm. uh, or four parts. Um, and the Thoughtscape 2319 story is set for uh, eight parts. And yeah, so I figure if, if I can get to eight, that's a pretty big win. Um, yeah, if I can yeah, for figure sure. out a way to keep, just keep going. Cause yeah, I don't know. I'm having a ton of fun with it, which is hopefully, uh, hopefully apparent. And it's, you know, the ability to just like, write something, find somebody to do it, hire them and we get going is yeah. like versus the, the long, you know, whatever it takes me, whatever I write it. I write a life form script. It takes three months. It takes another two months to get feedback. It takes, you know, like, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I'm too old to work on those like long arcs, you know, like I need, mm-hmm. I need to, I need to be able to like, just uh, be um, cranking stuff out. So yeah. I think this is a good way to do it. Um, so I'd like to just keep going on for as long as I can make it work. That's awesome. Uh, again, super exciting. And congratulations on the early success well, on uh, the campaign so far. But yeah. if you want to see this uh, this project fulfilled, you got to back it. You got to fund it. That's why we're here. You know, yes. it's like at the point where you're watching uh, public television and, and we're like, <laughs> yes. okay, yes, this is the part where we say, uh, uh, please contribute to the project. This uh, this project is brought to you by viewers like you. Yes, Back the Kickstarter. There's, uh, like I said, there there's um, a bunch of sample arts there to check out, as well as uh, some sample script pages and some other uh, really cool goodies, as well as like... Uh, um, I mean, again, you did a tremendous job on on your page for for the Kickstarter map because, like, there's, I mean, there there's links to other projects. You've, uh, you know, you've really like boosted other uh, projects while uh, while still promoting this project. I I think uh, for for your first Kickstarter, this and this is your first Kickstarter, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you've, uh, you've done really, really well with it. And, oh, and I, and I, uh, you know, wish you all the success in the world. Um, so I, I, I do want to let folks know that, you know, uh, we're, uh, we're, we're kind of still chit chatting here for, for, um, for a few, but if you've got questions, comments, concerns, anything that you want to ask, um, my guest, Matt Mayer Lowry about, uh, Thoughtscape comics or, you know, just kind of, uh, a- anything sci-fi related or, or anything, just, uh, hit us up in the chat. You know, you're, you're watching on, on, on Twitch and Facebook and YouTube and wherever else I have this thing. Streaming. I don't even know anymore, but but yeah, uh, you know, uh, don't be shy. Join us in the in the chat. Would uh, love to get some feedback. But w- with that, uh, you know, we we're here to actively promote the Kickstarter. And yeah. you, with without necessarily going down the 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 comprehensive list of all of the different reward tiers, and sure. I, I do think it's it, it's awesome that you've got a reward tier for every budget. Like you know, if you uh, if you just want a, a PDF of the book that's 
that's available. And yep. then you've got tiers going from there all the way up to uh, more elaborate packages. Um, I, I just saw that you uh, recently added a, a new reward tier where you're throwing in uh, the life formed uh, graphic novels. So I thought yep. I thought I, I wanted to make sure and touch on that uh, yep. for sure. But um, I, I thought, you know, because like I, I know I know a lot of folks, you know, through these interviews that I've done, like, you know, they, they really have a good time putting together the, the Kickstarter rewards and, and the incentives to where I think sometimes I think sometimes my friends lose track of like the actual project when they're yeah. like you know trying to come up with, with, yeah. with this. it's like oh this is a do. really cool idea yeah. let's do yeah. this let's do that but um I, I thought it would be cool if we we take a minute and and chat about uh, uh some of the some of the cool things uh that, that you've come up with to uh entice and and reward uh potential uh, uh Kickstarter back yeah for sure um so we've got the book which um as I talked about earlier i'm looking or uh hoping to make a real comic book feeling comic out of this um so that's a big goal for just the book itself but then i've also got uh prints of the cover um and i guess i i, I keep wanting to call them posters because when i was a kid we just called them posters um but uh yeah so uh we'll have posters of the cover and uh the cover of thoughtscape comics 2319 as well and mm-hmm. so uh the cover by Jenna Cha and the Dave Waugh Thoughtscape 2319 poster. And then at the, I think I've got them in the $25 thing. I'm going to do uh, trading cards and I've posted these trading cards as like a social media thing, sort of uh, in that format of the old school. Like in my head, it's my, my old uh, Battlestar Galactica, Star Wars, uh, you know, um, what else do we have? Yeah, I guess there were Batman, the movie ones, but I, for me, it's usually in that uh, 82 to 85 zone, probably. Um, Like Mars Attacks kind of thing, you know, that that old, uh, you know, top style uh, trading card. Yeah, no, I was picking up on what you were putting down from Joe. Cool. That, those, cool. those are really cool. Really yeah. cool. So I've um, I'm looking forward to uh, designing the back of those. That I think should be a lot of fun. I've got the fronts are done, but uh, yeah, I wanted to have it be like I don't know, like when we when we were. Um, I guess it seems like we're kind of in the same ballpark age wise. Um, but the uh, you know the way that the the first mass marketed movies, the first mass marketed Star Wars stuff, the, when you would go to the comic book shop and like, just pick up, they'd have like a, I mean, I still have, I found a bunch of mine in the garage, like the, uh, you know, Captain America, no more poster that uh, is like some some awesome Mike Zek drawing that's just on some, you know, pretty crappy paper. You know, I'll do it onto paper, but I wanted to have like, (laughs) like, uh, I wanted to have that like sort of mass, you know, mass produced um, sort of feel of just like, that 80s stuff um in a good way you know like yeah yeah uh, that kind of like you know pulpy texture to it yeah Yeah, i I know exactly what you mean um and like we would you know they just have stacks of those nobody's precious about it like there's just a stack of you know mike zek posters over there it's like what you know now i'm just like "Ah," like, um (laughs) it was all so good but um yeah so trading cards and posters uh that i think should be a lot of fun we had some dave law commission slots um those are all uh no more up yeah (laughs) so So that's good. So people know about that. And then I do have, uh, like I had mentioned earlier, there's the second story or the story, other story that Tyrell and I worked on is called Drones. Yeah. it's uh, super cool. Like this, it's totally Matt under the influence of outer limits to a, a ridiculous degree. But uh, I printed these up for Emerald city 
um, for last year. And so I have like a really limited run of them. That story is going to show up in Thoughtscape some, in some later issue. But if you're a Tyrell fan, um, you probably want the completest uh, like standalone version is my hope. Um, so some folks have been snatching that one up. And then, like you said, I added the uh, life formed graphic novels uh to one of the tiers you can also get those as an add-on uh yeah i had to uh, figuring out how kickstarter does the add-ons was a little bit of a, a new thing for me but i yeah I, yeah I figured it out <laughs> um so yeah so that's a reward level and an add-on so you can pick pick what you want there um, oh okay yeah. that makes that makes yeah. sense I, I guess terminology wise i was like is that the same thing no that's not the same thing yeah, that, yeah okay i get it now yeah that, it that's it, awesome that took really me a cool. minute too so yeah so if you've already bought the or if you've already got it you don't want to really change your tier up you can just do it as an add-on if you want to just change your tier you can go get the other tier and that gets you the those books plus the trading cards so um yeah so it's uh and that's those uh, the graphic novels are 200 pages each the lifeform mm-hmm. books um so that's a lot of comics there for you too and essentially you'd end up with pretty much the whole matt library um if you, <laughs> if you went down that path the uh, entire oove <laughs> oov, yes um and those yeah is it, those are drawn by cassie anderson who's amazing uh, uh and um, yes, a, cri- a critically lauded book, um, if not a giantly sales uh, salesy book. Uh, so yeah, um, and a ton of fun. So yeah, I think that's uh, that's kind of the high level. I think. Um, and then, oh, I'm I am going to put together a like we kind of talked about the variety of uh, you know from lo-fi to hi-fi. I'm going to yeah. also put uh, in a zine. I will do a bunch of process stuff. And that, so that'll be like uh, character designs from most of the artists, you know, inked pages and or just pencils, depending on how the depending on what I've got and then some script stuff. So if you're into creating, I think it will be a really good, I guess, insight into different parts of the process or at least how I do it um, mm-hmm. and how my creator or my uh, collaborators do it. And I've got everything that's been done for this and more. So um, I think that uh, that can be, you know, I think I said it will be 20 some pages. Uh, knowing me, it will probably be, you know, d- double size, special issue size or oh, something. Oh, man. Um, so there's a lot There's a lot of good stuff there. I mean, just looking at Tyrell's pencils or something is just a, a blast. So I might, uh, yeah, we'll see what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> and then... Kevin Newburn, who's uh, a zine creator um, in Seattle, actually. I met uh, met in Emerald City a few years back. Um, He's going to, uh, I think, well... I guess I can reveal it here. I think we're working oh, on it. Oh, it's an exclusive. Yeah, an exclusive um, for the PDF uh, bonus feature. But um, it's uh, he he does hand-drawn uh, Marvel-style corner boxes, um, like oh, on the yeah. old comics. Mm-hmm. So he's going to um, – we're talking about him doing a corner box for uh, the for the PDF, so it can be like kind of old school. And I love it. So that should be a ton of fun. So, yeah, it'd be fun to like see him just draw. You know, like in the old Marvel corner boxes, they've got like the heads, and uh, yep. so just having him like kind of interpret each character like that, just head level, should be a lot of fun. And to see what he can kind of do with the Thoughtscape branding that that we came up with, but do it, you know more old more old school a little by hand yeah, there, yeah. So pretty cool yeah so that's uh that's kind of where it's at so i'll try to make that that process thing um really uh really cool um so that it's a you know worthwhile ad so i 
I know, I know like when I was trying to find, uh, it was harder uh, 10 years ago or whatever, uh, but to find script stuff and to see like things moving through the process, I feel like is always super important and very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. I mean, that, that, that sounds awesome. And, and again, it's like, it's always cool when, I mean, you know, sometimes I, I back, uh, Kickstarters just to, back the project, you know, just, uh, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily need more knickknacks <laughs> at, at times, but, uh, but I mean, th- this sounds like a jam packed campaign with a lot of like really, really cool quality stuff. And I, and I hope folks, uh, uh really enjoy that. I also want to give a, a quick shout out to, uh, uh, Char who just uh, joined us here in the, in the chat friend of the show. Uh, just back the project sounds really neat. Oh, nice. So Excellent. That's, Thanks so um, much. So if uh, if you want to be like Char and back the project, head over to the Kickstarter page for Thoughtscape Comics. That is, uh, I've got links in pretty much every version of this video, as well as in the show notes for uh, the podcast. That campaign does run until uh, Monday, May third. The the doors close at six a.m. Pacific time. So uh, back early, back often. Yes. <laughs> Uh, thoughts good comics yes uh matt this has been an absolute blast catching up with you and yeah, totally. and, and talking about the project uh before before we part ways i do have a um a last question i i'd yeah. like to ask is um so you know we kind of started at at the top kind of talking about you know a love of sci-fi anthologies and you had uh you had mentioned that you had just recently i mean within the you know last uh, uh several years kind of discovered uh, uh twilight zone outer limits and uh, 2000 ad and, uh, and a lot of those uh um other cool things is do you have any particular favorites that you would like to uh call out not not to totally put you on the spot but but is there is there anything that like i mean because like i i'm very fascinated because I, I didn't realize this until we started chatting this is yeah. why you listen to your guests um uh, <laughs> but you know uh, discovering some of that uh material late like yeah. i i had i had uh the privilege of, of growing up on it but i haven't chatted with somebody that that say discovered uh twilight zone when they were an adult so I, I'm I'm really uh, excited and fascinated with that, and I'm sure we could do a whole nother show yeah, yeah, um, totally. about that. But I was just wondering if there was uh, if there was anything in particular that that, that kind of stuck out to you as uh, uh, some of your favorites. Yeah, I guess on the comics front, the the thing that sucked me into 2000 AD was Rogue Trooper, um, mm. which was something that when I was a kid, I would go to the comic shop, as I was saying, and see like the Rogue Trooper posters and stuff and and i just thought like and and somehow i don't know like i mean i'm sure thinking and seeing now how difficult it is to get 2000 ad regularly in the states or how it's just not on the shelves i'm sure it was probably not something i could just grab but i remember seeing it and like it just felt a little bit too adult or something but but it looked rad and now i realize that's because it was dave gibbons and cam kennedy drawing it and like okay it's going to look awesome. But uh, but anyway, I went back and read whatever, however many volumes of Rogue Trooper there are in like big kind of phone book collections. And that was a blast. And that's and that was kind of what I modeled or that that really helped me like understand that sort of like six page story uh, or six page chapter of an ongoing yeah. story because that ran in 2080 for a long time. So I would definitely check that out. And the art on that is just like 
I mean, all the 2008 art's amazing, but it starts off with Dave Gibbons. It eventually ends up with Cam Kennedy. Like it's, it's all fantastic. Um, and Cam Kennedy, you know, like went on to draw like some of the great star Wars stuff that dark horse did and everything. So yeah. all those guys are, um, you know, killer. So, uh, I would definitely recommend that twilight zone. I, um, I just did, there was this thing going around Twitter. It's like, pick your favorite TV episode, favorite four episodes off the top of your head of TV, of just TV shows. Oh yeah. I saw that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's been a few of those going around. Yeah. Yeah. So that got me thinking like, um, I don't know why. And it's from this, it's from the season where they did the 40 plus minute episodes yeah. that are just kind of, and they're all kind of weird and it, like, it's a real wonky way to like rework that format. It makes, it makes for some really strange stuff, but, um, there's an episode called the mute about a little girl. Yeah. And so it's about a little girl who's got uh, telepathy and there's all this mythology that they don't really spend a lot of time dealing with about like who her parents were real, her true parents were, they were part of some cabal that was trying to, you know, exert some influence over things. But this is just like these little bookends in the episode. And the rest of the episode is her parents get killed in a fire and she goes to live with some normal family. And I don't know why, but that one, like, just like, I keep wanting to revisit that episode because it's just got, it's got a little bit of like a X-Men vibe, you know, like a, yeah. Like it's the kid having their powers before, you know, Cerebro finds them. Right. Like mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. and so I think that that that's always compelling to me. It's com that's compelling to me about like Carrie and Stephen King, you know, I mean, it's like Carrie's really just an X-Men, but she doesn't yep. get. So, uh, so I really love the, um, that episode outer limits. Um, there's the, uh, the one that, um, I love Terminator, the one that, uh, Oh, a soldier. Carly yeah. Their soldier, and then there's the uh, the the, the demon with the glass demon hand. with the glass hand, yeah. Robert Culp. Yeah, yes. that's yes. that that that's. I mean, if I had to make a top five, that'd be that would be in there. I love that episode. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like it's so. Uh, and when you, you know, I I feel like you look at some of that stuff, and it's um, I don't know. You look at Terminator, and you can see pretty much everything I've ever done. But uh, like, it, it was interesting to like kind of then see like, oh, this is where terminator came from even even down to like the part where they're just hiding in the building and kind of having the heart-to-heart -heart discussion it's just like yeah oh this it's all there so and that was awesome because when i was a kid like we would you know my friends and i would play greatest american hero or whatever and i always wanted sure. to be robert culp so um <laughs> you know i didn't want to be the yeah um so yeah, that was uh that one's fantastic. Um yeah. and uh yeah, so those those are probably the ones to get the, cool stuff. Um the big the is it the big wish? The big wish from the Twilight Zone, the boxing episode. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That one is that one's fantastic. Um I mean they're all like each one or especially in the first couple of seasons, it's just hard to like find a clunker, right? Um Oh well yeah, I mean I mean yeah. there's there's a lot that are not great. Yeah, it's yeah. it's totally fine. It's totally yeah. fine. Not every episode is going to be time enough at last. You know yes. that that kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. no, there's there's a lot of good stuff. Like, and that's I have. Yeah, it's the it's the sole reason right now I've got. I don't even know if I need it, but I've still got a Paramount Plus subscription because I I know it knows which Twilight Zones I've watched. So I'm just staying there. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, again, Matt, this is, uh, uh, th this was awesome. We, we could, uh, uh, we could chat for yes. many more hours and, and we, we might have to sometime, yeah. you know, maybe like, you know, maybe do like a list show or something Ooh. like that and, and kind of, you know, uh, just, just, uh, spitball in here. Yeah. That'd be uh, great. 
but uh, but as a uh, as we close out, could you let folks know uh, where we can find your stuff on the internet? Obviously, including the uh, Kickstarter for Thoughtscape Comics number one, and where we can connect with you out on the social medias. Yeah, so probably the easiest way for all the Thoughtscape stuff. Uh, if you go to thoughtscapecomics.com, that will take you to my website and there's a giant link um, there to get to the Kickstarter. Uh, and you can also check out some Lifeform stuff there. And if you go to Kickstarter and search for Thoughtscape Comics, um, should be set. It is a Kickstarter project we love. So um, hopefully there should be no trouble finding it. And social media wise, I am Matt uh, ML PDX as in the Portland airport code on Instagram and Twitter. And so folks can follow me there if they want to uh, see process stuff and, you know, other rantings and pictures from running around town and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Now you, you're, you're selling yourself short. Your Twitter is fire. I, yeah. I, okay. I like your Twitter. It's, it's, it's a little bit of everything. Cool. You yes. know, it's like, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of great comic stuff. It's a lot of just life stuff. There's a little politics in there too, for, uh, for those interested in that. It's yeah. no, I, 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 I love following you on Twitter. It's cool. Great. Cool. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Yes. I worry sometimes it's a little too all over the place but uh yeah i guess it's yeah. it's the dumping ground for exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. cool. very cool well again this is uh this is an absolute pleasure and you know obviously um open door anytime you have something uh like this uh that you would like to come promote hit me up would love to have you back on the show uh this oh. is uh this is always a blast kicking it i i really appreciate you taking the time cool yeah thanks so much for having me i really appreciate it all right you're welcome and and that will wrap things up for this week's episode thank you so much for watching and for listening and if you want to listen to my podcast mike cyber radio and all of my past shows subscribe on apple Podcasts, stitcher google podcast spotify tune in radio or wherever the heck else you listen to podcasts and check out the full show archive out on soundcloud five years and over 300 episodes worth of shows out there for you to check out and join us again uh for the Mike Seibert Radio podcast live stream that is streaming on Twitter, uh, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook Live. Like, share, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you'd like and what you'd like to see more of in the future. Uh, Mike Seibert Radio is powered by Poddex, and special thanks to my dude Dave Sanders for our production elements. For my guest, Matt Mayer Lowry, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time, wear a mask, wash your hands, get that vax if you're eligible, and of course, make good choices you've been listening to the mike cybert radio podcast follow us on facebook twitter and instagram by searching at mike cybert radio email us at mike cybert radio at gmail.com the spelling on that of course is s-e-i-b-e-r-t call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production.
comes too soon on the battlefield. For some men it comes permanently, their eyes never open to the light of day. But for this man, fighting this war, there is never total darkness. The spidery beams of light in the sky are the descendants of the modern laser beam. Heat rays that sear through tungsten steel and flesh as though they were cheesecloth. And this soldier must go against those weapons. His name is Quarlow, and he is a foot soldier, the ultimate infantryman. Trained from birth by the state, he has never known love or closeness, or warmth. He is geared for only one purpose, to kill the enemy. And the enemy waits for him.